I'm Blake Hardcastle. This is the Stories You've Missed podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Stories You've Missed. These are accounts of God's grace in the lives of just ordinary people at Grand Parkway Baptist Church. My guest today is Debbie Hackler. Debbie is a former flight attendant and currently a homemaker and a home stager styler. She's married to Mark for the last 24 years. She has three kids, Brittany, Riley, and Tate, ranging in ages from 30 to 20. And she grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which I've recently learned is the home of the Gathering Place, otherwise known as the best park in America, right along the Arkansas River and... Uh, for those who don't know, now you know it was the first oil capital of the world. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much, Blake. Thank you for being here. And Debbie, you're here today to share for a little bit about how you've experienced God's grace in the process of, I guess I would say, experiencing God and more of His fullness through reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes, I. To sum to sum up, what you know, I'm kind of here to talk about. I experienced his grace in when learning that the Bible is not just a place that I will go to get a quick fix for my problems, um, but it's where I find him. So that was a huge uh, lesson for me. And it came later in life, even though I was um, a Christian for most of my life. It didn't happen automatically at salvation. This didn't switch didn't happen where... No, no magic beans okay. <laughs> appeared in my drink. <laughs> um, I grew up in a Christian home. I remember praying the prayer the first time. And the, by the prayer, the for prayer listeners, of you salvation, mean, Jesus, so please basically, come Jesus, live help in my me, heart. rescue me, save me. Yes, yeah. live in my heart, forgive all my sins, and bring me to heaven with you when I die. Um, I was five. Okay. And I remember praying that, but it came about because. Um, I heard my brother say, well, we're all saved now, except for Debbie. Okay. <laughs> I said, what are we all except for me? And probably it's the only memory I have of being five years old, but I, I do have that. So I prayed that prayer. But as I grew um, a little bit older, I remember sitting in church and hearing sermons and thinking, oh, well, I didn't really know what I was doing. I must, I don't think I understood. So I prayed again. And you know, grew on from that. But I, I believe that I believed, I have believed, or I don't remember not believing that Jesus died for my sins and wanted to be my savior. Um, I was always in church. I went to a Christian school and as time went on, I just, I think I began to think that being a Christian meant just kind of being good, following Mm -hmm. the rules. Yeah doing what I was supposed to do, performing my duties. And then the biggie for me was making sure that people saw me as spiritual. Um, I just did not, I, I, I grew and I learned and I gathered information whether I wanted to or not, because it was coming at me. I was in a Christian school my entire Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Um, so there was lots of info and so I kind of felt like I knew everything that was in there, right. you know, in the Bible. You, you could win some Bible trivia contests. Yes, I could. Yes, I could. I memorized a bunch of verses with motivation, you know, Bible as the prize, a okay. big red Special Bible edition as the Bible. prize. Yes. yes, and I won that. 
Um, but I didn't have, I, as I began to get older, teenage years and early adulthood, I started realizing I didn't have that joy that I would hear people talk about. Mm-hmm. I thought, I do believe in Jesus. Yeah. I, I know he loves me and I say I love him. Um, I think I grew. I think I, I'm sure I spiritually, I, I'm, I spiritually matured, mm-hmm. but there was just um, a preciousness and a personal mm-hmm. relationship and the joy part of it yeah. that just always seemed to I would say. So you're maturing as far as discerning truth from falsehood and and ethics and, and, um, you know, but as far as just really loving being with God, maybe Mm -hmm. that, that wasn't right. And I think maybe because I, because it was so much a part of my life that, um, I was very sheltered. Not that that's good or bad or indifferent. I it's just a fact. I was very sheltered from the world mm-hmm. and its ways. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, just kind of thought, well, this must be yeah. this must be how it goes. And sometimes people need to find out how bad they are before they realize how good God is. Maybe so. And, yes. And uh, uh, you know, to, uh, sometimes sometimes this is not advocating shelter and not shelter. Sometimes it just takes longer to see. Yeah, I'm a wretch. Just the stuff I sing mm-hmm. on Sunday. That's true about me. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> yes. And you learn that more and more as you yeah. get older and, and have more experiences. But I, um, another little piece of, not little, but another piece of that is that I, my, my father is very kind of strict and um, I was a little scared of him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until probably just a few years ago, I, I would hear, I would hear, in sermons or wherever, I would hear people say, well, your, your picture that you have of God as a mm-hmm. father is pretty much um, similar to your... Comes from your experience with your yeah. earthly father. And I would say, oh, that's so true for her. Or, oh, that must have been difficult for him. Mm-hmm. I never really put it together mm-hmm. that I was feeling, I think I thought God was, I think I heard Neil say this maybe on Sunday. And Neil's our senior pastor here at Grand Parkway. Yes, yeah. sorry. Um, I think he said it and I was like, that's perfect. He's God's not a, like a cop sitting in the trees waiting for you to break the law mm-hmm. or speed or whatever yeah. and then punish you. He's a loving, he's loving and he's generous and he is for us. Mm-hmm. And I think I view God that way because when I began to hear, oh, you have to read your Bible every morning mm-hmm. and pray and do this and do this and do this and don't do all these other things. Yeah. I was trying to manage all of that and skipping the Bible reading part because it felt like, well, I already know what's in there. Yeah. You know, it didn't, it wasn't something that seemed like it was going to pull me in as mm-hmm. a personal sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I somehow just kind of, walked through life, you know, got married and had kids and, um, there were, I did Bible studies and I, I, I don't, a lot of times I felt like a fraud and I don't think that was a 24 Mm seven sort of feeling. And I don't think that I did things purposely to mislead someone's view of me, but I was very careful and very managing of other people's opinion of me. Okay. And God has brought me through that 
um, in a big way, but it's still a struggle. It's still a struggle. So I'm just grateful that I'm a little bit more experienced in that area and know what he's, you know, know more that it's not, that's not what we need to be managing. And and so how did you come to this, you know, um, experience of what what I did, what I did, what I kind of put off or put in the back shelf uh, or viewed the Bible as kind of, here's the code book versus something else. Um, and let me manage my expectations of others. How did this change? How, what was the switch for you? The, um, the thing that I, the thing that kind of brought me a little light in this situation is I have read through the Bible here and there, and I would tend to get stuck, you know, in the Old Testament, right. I get a little stuck. Or all Bible reading plans come to die. <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, you know, maybe you go, okay, well, I can skip that because yeah, that's I mean, not for me. Right. That's not for today. And move on to the New Testament or whatever and kind mm-hmm. of cripple my way, limp my way through it. Um, but kind of repeatedly just getting kind of, we'd say, now you would say part of the story. Part of the story. Yes. Um, and I we have a friend who came up with, or wrote a book called Power Read the Bible in 60 Days. Okay. And I had actually gone through the Bible in six months and thought I was some sort of a warrior Listen, princess. Listen, yeah, SEAL <laughs> Team 6 Christian, yes. <laughs> and I thought, well, I can't believe we actually did that. You know, aren't we yeah. really something? I yeah. got, you know, all I got out of it was I put my own little star on my own little chart that I had done that. Um but now I saw this challenge, read it in 60 days. And I thought, well, that's just crazy. Nobody's, yeah. nobody can do that. But I read testimonials. People were doing it. And the, the friend who put this together, um, his, his love, his joy, and what has become the heart of his ministry is pointing people towards yeah, um, Jesus, pointing people towards finding him in the word, you yeah. know, you're experiencing kids, him. Yes. It, through reading the Bible, yeah. yeah, get, getting kids involved, getting families involved. So I, it was starting again in January of a couple of years ago. And I thought I'm going to do that. I know I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to try to, that's going to be my mm-hmm. January thing. That'll be a little nice star to put on my chart. Yes. It yeah. will be huge. <laughs> so to get it done, it's about um, an hour and let me just an say hour per day. about an yeah. hour a day, give or take. And it's not for the purpose of study. It's for the purpose of seeing the Bible as it, as an entire story, mm-hmm. which gets um, kind of lost. I think when you, sometimes when you grow up in right. Sunday school, you hear all the little stories right. and they just sound like they came from a book of stories. Yeah. Yes. So, um, where was I going with that? Uh, the, that hour a day and yes, it's one yes, big yes. story. Thank you. Um, so that's the purpose of that and, um, kind of following the seed from Adam to Jesus and seeing that entire thing. So something about, oh, also I had to get up early in the morning to get this done. I'm not a morning person. You couldn't just fit something extra into what you already were doing. Well, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't wouldn't have. have. I would have chosen something else. I believe that with all my heart. Um, but I just made a commitment. I'm going to do this in the mornings. When I, it's quiet, it's still dark. Before anything January, else is asking for any, your attention. Yes, before I excuse myself in some other, to something <laughs> else. Um, 
So I would get up and get my coffee. I had to have that. Mm -hmm. And just start reading. Man, this is a lot, you know. But every day there were there were notes from Jeff, mm-hmm. the author, to kind of give you an overview of what you're going to be finding today, yeah. what you'll be discovering, yeah. how the seed connects. And he did that every day for 60 days. And so what happened was I found myself wanting, could not wait to get up at 6 or 6.30 in the mm-hmm. morning. I'm not a morning person. Right. I still don't call myself one. Right. But that trained my it just trained my body you weren't expecting this you weren't expecting no. to be looking no. forward to getting up nope nope you were I'm expecting just, being just to honest. drudge on <laughs> at some point just run out of energy yeah yeah i was like maybe i'll probably finish but um it's just too fast i don't know what good yeah. this is it, it'd only do. be to serve your pride right um I pro- yes to be honest yeah. probably so to feel to feel like i'm doing that right. thing that, that i always have trouble with and as you're Doing this, you were surprised by, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you told me, I've met God there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. It gave me a new, fresh view of God's word that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, well, goodness, I'm this age and I've been through all of this. Mm-hmm. And like you've said to me before, if anybody was going to catch it, right, it was going to be me. I was totally right. set up for quote unquote success as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know any better. It's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I was surprised at one getting, looking forward to spending that time mm-hmm. And it just gave me such a fresh new view of the Bible and the story and the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, well, the story that yeah. is Jesus, you yeah. know, that from creation mm-hmm. to um, him dying for us mm-hmm. and, and beyond and the discipleship and how it grew yeah. and it's, it's how we're here. Yeah. It's why we're here now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I didn't ask this question ahead of time. Um, has Mark, your husband, ever commented, this is significant what you're doing. I'm experiencing you differently. Um, <laughs> not, he has not of his own free will said, my, aren't you amazing? <laughs> you are so much more amazing. No, I don't know that he has. Well, you'd have to, that's a good question okay. for you to ask him. Yeah. And, um. Follow up. I I feel that I am. There are things that I would have done, or ways I would have reacted. There are things in me that I notice that mm. have changed. Now I'm still striving, yeah. struggling, just like the We're rest of us. Still in a battle us, with our always, heart. Always, yes. But um, but I've noticed little things here and there, and I just I totally chalk that up to. His word just being transforming. Yeah. It's transformational. Yeah. And it's renewing. And the verse, you know, all verses that we know that mm-hmm. we've read all of our lives, I'm like, oh my goodness, they really are true. <laughs> it really yeah. is transformational. Yeah. And what would you say to someone who's listening who kind of views themselves similar to where, you know, you said you were for a lot of your life? I, I have a lot of knowledge about the Bible. I don't doubt any of it. Um, but I just, you know, 
It doesn't blow my skirt up. I'm just mm-hmm. not that excited mm-hmm. as I think I should be. And I don't want to tell anybody that. Right. Oh, yes. Um, and it can make you feel so... Um, it can give you such a feeling of shame or a feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, that's... I just don't think that we're meant to to carry that around with us. Mm-hmm. I know we weren't meant yeah. to carry that around with us. That's already been yeah. um, taken care of. I think I would just simply say that if you... And the Bible says, if you seek him, you will find him. I prayed and now, prayed... Now, if you seek him for 10 seconds, am I going to find right, him? Right. <laughs> here, this is, this is a good point. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed, God, draw me mm-hmm. to your word. Yeah. Why do I not want to read it? Yeah. Don't tell anybody I said that to you, but why do I not want to read it? You know, I just, I continued to ask him, but I wasn't changing, I wasn't changing anything mm-hmm. else. You know, I wasn't putting myself in mm-hmm. front of it. Um, so I think if you truly are seeking him with your whole heart, if you're seeking him, where is he? He's in the word. Mm-hmm. You know, he is the yeah. word. So I, I think I may have, um, thought that it really was just going to magically happen because I was going to pray and God was going to just draw me there. And I think he does draw you, but I mean, you know, we have to to be willing participants in that. Yeah. You know, I think in some ways the way he's made us and the way he's made this world, um, very few things are instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And it seems like uh, he wants to prolong our dependence upon him, prolong our our humility before him. And it just makes sense to me that, um, yeah, two or three minutes a day, a verse a day, that's, you're not going to get to know me. It's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And at least, you know, your testimony is uh, once I made the switch from, you know, giving God the bare minimum mm-hmm. to right, let me give you this huge chunk. Um, that was dramatic. Mm-hmm. It was dramatic. And I don't, I can't, I don't spend an hour you know, okay. a day now. You can't maintain that pace. Well, I mean, I guess I could if I chose to. Let's be completely honest. If you're honest. handing out stars, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what it did is when those 60 days were up, yeah. Um, I, it was, I thought, oh my goodness, I want more. And so now mm. I had this longing and this desire and this excitement about going to mm-hmm. a book. Like I'm going to pick a book mm-hmm. and I'm just going to, read it. And if I need to find, um, you know, if I want to find helps on that book, I will. Um, this has created an appetite in you. It's created such an appetite and it's made such a difference in just how I view everything, everyone. Um, you know, we've been, there's, there's things you go through and you think, you know, this can't be happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and you think, how are we, how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. But there's just a completely different view of, yes, that's awful, but I'm holding tightly to God mm-hmm. while he holds me. Yeah. And he's, we're going to get, we're yeah. going to go through this. I'm going to yeah. learn something, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> through it. Yeah. And um, on the other side of it, I'll still be holding tightly yeah. and he'll still have yeah. me. Yeah. How would you... Um you know, sum this up in a sentence or two for a young, a, ch- a child, nine-year-old. Probably um, since, since for me, 
you know, some of the struggle was viewing God as this big, authoritative, Mm -hmm. scary kind of guy waiting for me to mess up. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably um, just try to share with a nine-year-old that he, that is not, you know, it's not a correct view, that he created that child for a relationship with him. And he's generous and he's loving and he's kind and um, he's just, Mm -hmm. but he also um, is for for that girl or boy. Mm -hmm. And even as a nine-year-old, you don't have to wait till you're grown up um, or beyond, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which was my case. You don't have to wait for that. You can meet him now and have a relationship with him now. And if you want to find him... He's in his word. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, you mentioned, I know there's something you want to share here at the end um, with listeners. Well, I just, um, another another little help that I found was a ministry called She Reads Truth. Mm-hmm. They also now have He Reads Truth and yep. Kids Reads, Reads, Kids Read Truth. Yes. Um, which I haven't checked into, but I have enjoyed the writings of, Um, some of the ladies that they use, but the two ladies who um, founded the ministry, the way that they word things just has resonated with me. And they're so, um, again, have the heart to get women, and now, of course, all of us, Mm -hmm. reading the word and understanding the truth and the permanency of it. And... um, one thing that a book that they wrote that I read just kind of was their story. But so they wove their story into, um, or they wove how they came to this through yeah. in their each individual stories. So when they say this book, they're talking about this book gotcha. that they wrote. Yep. This one in front of you, you're reading yes, it from. Yeah. But they said this book is not a directive to make your life better by reading your Bible every day. This book is evidence that he gives life to dead things through the power of his word, not once, not occasionally, but currently and all the time. Our Savior does more than fill the gaping holes of our brokenness. Our sovereign Lord does more than pick us up where we fall short. Our holy God holds all things together. He holds us together. His word is not something we add to our life to get us from dawn to dusk. His word is life. And that, um, I thought, okay, they have seeped into my, my brain and mm-hmm. my heart and they've said it in such a way that I couldn't. Um, so then hold tight to the only book that will last. Truth stands without us. It does not need our vote of confidence or our help. It certainly doesn't need our words or our carefully crafted metaphors. Truth stands and it will stand, Period. And, you know, they go on to just talk about the permanency. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what our circumstances are, um, the Bible and God's Word are permanent. Yeah. And it, n- whether we open our Bible today, it's still permanent. And so because it, of its permanency and because He's holding us, we hold tightly to Him. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing these things. And I think it's it's um, it's encouraging uh, to me. And uh, I'm... I'm, I'm about to warm up to a 60-day challenge here. <laughs> really, uh, not just a challenge, but as much as a, um, okay, I, I, w- I want to know God in a deep fire hydrant, blow me away, 
uh, way. I, I, want, I want that. And I want, I want to spill it on other people. So, Debbie, I thank you for sharing this, and um, I, I know listeners will find this helpful. And you may get people approaching you saying, hey, what's that thing you read before? What's that 60-day thing? And, um, and please, I encourage you to do that if you're curious. Uh, Debbie, thank you for being here. Thanks for asking. And thank you for listening. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, give us a pat on the back by reviewing it wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have suggestions for other stories, uh, you can contact me, Blake, at grandparkway.org. These are the stories you've missed. Thank you.